I'm Dante Centauri, and I love to talk about insects. I'm Mia Centauri, and I also love to talk about insects. So we'll be talking about insects together on Insect View. Okay, well, welcome back to a new episode of Insect View. Um, been keeping you in suspense, uh, but I hope you liked our last little nugget to kind of keep you going before the next real episode. Um, mm. where we talk about real bugs. All the bugs we've talked about before were fake. It was an extremely elaborate bit, and I'd like to thank, actually, everyone, yeah. <laughs> all of our listeners, except for one person, was a uh, was an actor. <laughs> so, thanks to our actors, and if you're the one person who's listening to us, uh, thanks for the support. Mm-hmm. All of your movements and thoughts have been categorized by our colleagues at Stanford, yeah. who are running this experiment. Yeah, this is a social experiment. Thank you for tuning in. Mm. Yeah. As, at this point, the walls of your house should be falling down to reveal the soundstage uh, in the background. Hey, and let's You've been f- a segue. Segue. Speaking, speaking of the walls falling down to your house, you know what might cause that? Pray tell, yeah. Would be a swarm of locusts if they were a if they ate your house. Could it be the the Rocky Mountain locust? The subject Why, of, this, yeah, of today's it could. episode. That's crazy. Why? How we were both thinking of the exact same thing. We we miraculously both come to the same conclusion. Yeah, it's like we're looking at the same script. It's that sibling connection they talk about. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's telepathy. <laughs> but the Rocky Mountain locust. Uh, it was first described as Caloptenus spreadus, and it was first called that in a publication by the entomologist B.D. Walsh, but another entomologist, Philip Uller, actually named it. So it was described by this one entomologist, but the Latin name is given by a different one. And this happened in 1866, and some later genetic analysis kind of shuffled the genus and put it in the genus Melanopus. And the species name spreadus uh, actually apparently means despised, and this it's speculated that this isn't because it was like a hated insect, just because it was overlooked by entomologists. Like it was given that name because entomologists were just kind of throwing their hands up at the genus of the insect and being like, we're not going to deal with this. So it's kind of funny that usually you assume it to be like despised by people, but no, it was despised by entomologists. It's, you know, it's one of those things where <laughs> it's, mm. it's not really on anyone's good side. Yeah, so the life cycle of the Rocky Mountain locust is um, similar to any sort of grasshopper. They are uh, hemimetabolists, which means they go through incomplete metamorphosis. So they're uh, they're little, like they have like the little nymph stages, and they're essentially just smaller versions of the adults. And sometimes, yeah. you know, like the markings of the color will be different, but you know, when you look at them, it's obviously the same, the same body plan, the same insect. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's that's the same as all uh, grasshoppers. Yeah, there's they're pretty easy to the nymphs are easy to spot because you just kind of see a grasshopper that looks like its wings aren't fully developed yet, and yeah. that's just that's just what the nymph looks like. It's kind of like a smaller, less developed looking grasshopper, so it's easy to confuse with the adult. Yeah, yeah, and so um, and locusts are actually not. It's not like they're not like their own species. They're they're essentially just like the migratory stage of a grasshopper. So mm-hmm. um, so so mm-hmm. grasshoppers will will aggregate. Uh, you know, and they'll all kind of be in one area. They're not really, they're not social, but they'll, they tend to kind of be in like groups and like large groups where there's food. Um, and when the food runs out and they are, they sense that they're in each other, like they sense each other's like uh, pheromones and hormones and stuff. It triggers this response in which they will like grow and like change color. And that's when they, they swarm, they go from place to place and they just eat everything. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, it's like, it's like a physical change in a grasshopper. It's not like its own species of animal. So uh, when it's not in its in the swarming season, though, uh, the Rocky Mountain locusts uh, would live in uh, the river valleys in the Rocky Mountains. Um, so it had it had you know it was like a pretty standard it's pretty standard grasshopper. 
Um, and also they, they overwinter. So like when they lay their eggs, they'll overwinter because they lay them in like the soil or uh, mm-hmm. plant tissue and stuff like that. Um, and it lets them survive. I think it's, it's, this, it's the soil for the Rockman locusts. They, yeah, they the kind soil, of, yeah. they, do, they lay their eggs in like the sort of sandy kind of parts of these little river valleys kind of, you'd see them. In the, I don't know the exact range, but the general Rocky Mountain area, hence the name, like in Yellowstone, kind of the areas through there. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of uh, insect eggs will be able to uh, withstand, like, colder temperatures. They go into what's called diapause, and essentially it just sort of is like, it's kind of like hibernation, and they'll be able to overwinter and, like, emerge when the weather gets warm again. If you've heard of the Rocky Mountain locust before, you probably heard it in the context the ni- uh, of the 1870, I wrote 1974 in the script, and that is not right. The, the 1874 swarm... The Rocky Mountain locust had it had swarmed in the past. Like this wasn't the first time it did it. Like they, they were mostly an irritation or a setback. It was never really like super destructive. But what kind of kicked off the nineteen eighty four swarm was that it was really like everything terrible happened at once. Not one at once, but like everything that could happen poorly for the farmers did. Like there yeah. there was an economic panic in nineteen uh, in eighteen seventy three. The winter was super harsh and the summer was hot and dry. Which is a perfect condition uh. <laughs> for locust swarming. It's just one of those years, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and so the locusts, uh, the Rocky Mountain locusts, were prone to these sporadic, rapid, rapid population increases. And so when that kind of tied into a die for their food vegetation, which is caused by the drought, they all kind of got cramped and were like, "Okay, that's it. We're going. Like, like we're off." And they took off and swarmed across the Midwest, which led to some of the initial counters. Like it was literally described as like a snowstorm of grasshoppers just whistling through the air. I couldn't find any pictures of it because cameras weren't super prolific and I doubt people pulled it out. But I did find some pictures of grasshoppers just piled yeah. up against the fence, like waist yeah. high. Also, I mentioned these people were not like, oh, hey, look, let's take a picture. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was like, oh, great. My life is about to mm-hmm. actually get ruined. Yeah, the, the, the locusts would truly strip down farms. Like the, yeah. the fields would be gone. Like the whole, like the wheat, they'd eat the, the wheat off of the stalks. They'd, completely clear out watermelon patches cornfields would literally be flattened because their weight would actually crush the corn when they were landing on it they'd eat the corn off and flatten it with their weight and there were like these yeah. accounts of peach trees being ran down and the peach pits would be hanging from the tree on the stem because they ate all the organic material and just left the pit like it's something that the grinch would do you know yeah yeah and there's like i mean obviously this is all uh, it's kind of hard to verify the accuracy of some of these but you know it's like i think even if uh you know maybe some like like like, obviously, they eat all the food, and there's, like, a counter, like, oh, they eat, like, the handles off of axes, they eat fences, they eat, like, the clothes off of people's backs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, I mean, obviously, we can't verify if that's if that's necessarily true, but it's, like, um, when you think about the size of the swarm, and also, I mean, even if it didn't actually happen, just the, like, the, the terror, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that you, like, how, how terrifying that would be, I mean, like, that is just, like, it's, like, almost unfathomable. <laughs> like, that's, that's horrifying. But there's another interesting thing. Apparently, they really hated peas. They would never, they wouldn't eat peas, or they'd only begrudgingly eat peas. But they loved onions. So, yeah. like some farmers described as, you could smell onions on the wind when the swarm is approaching. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine that? Like you go outside and you're like, oh, someone like cooking up like yeah. a. Oh, oh my no. god! <laughs> yeah. I also think it's kind of funny. These locusts like. I don't want. I don't want to eat the peas. Like I don't. I don't like my peas. <laughs> I, mean, I like that. The, I like that they're 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 picky eaters. Like they're literally like just like eating everything that they come into yeah. contact with. It's like mm. so. I guess and the this, pea farmers kind of. Um, it was kind a of windfall like, oh, for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the pea farmers like the locusts come through they just eat the weeds and the peas are fine it's like oh do you think they were like they're working together they're working with big yeah big big pea (laughs) 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 quick correction the measurements upcoming are actually for a swarm in 1975 called the Albert Swarm. The 1974 swarm, which we're talking about, was actually even larger at 2 million square miles infested. And kind of, yeah, as we talked about before, the, the size of the swarm, it was like, all there's there no satellite imagery, but you can only really estimate. But somebody, they're estimated a, someone kind of, a meteorologist measured it, where it took five days for it to pass over some locations. And so he calculated it to be uh, 1,800 miles long and 110 miles wide, covering 198,000 square miles. Oh my God. So it was it was literally like. Well, what's what is that? Is there like do you have like a, like a size comparison? Okay, yeah, and like if this calculation to be believed, a kind of a metric is the state of Ohio is 44,000 square miles. So. Compare the state of Ohio to 198,000 198, square miles, a large swarm, that kind of puts into perspective how yeah. it was like it could literally cover states, the, the yeah. size of this thing. Yeah, so obviously um, this is a huge problem. People weren't like like just sitting back and letting it happen. People were trying to kind of fight back. Um, overall, not very successfully, but because, I mean, how do you fight back against something like that? But um, yeah. people have a lot of ideas about how to keep them out. So, I mean, some people would literally shoot them. they just get shotguns. And they would, like, fire mm-hmm. into the swarm. Um, some of them would actually set off bombs. In their, like, they would get, like, d- explosives and set them off in their fields. Yeah, I, I imagine that probably, like, for a second, it's like, we did it, and yeah. locusts all come back. Yeah. Like, There's a <laughs> hole in my field. Like, you know, like, that whole, that whole thing a while ago about, like, people doing, like, gender reveal parties by, like, exploding yeah. stuff? So, yeah. <laughs> like a locust reveal party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, and then uh, some of the people tried like fires and stuff, but I mean, it just it just didn't work because they're they're just in, in in terms of sheer numbers, they were just completely undefeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a uh, there's an instance where this farmer had dug a ditch and they filled it with all these sticks of dynamite or no, I mean, with all these sticks that he set on fire, like kindling. Um, but there's so many bugs they literally they put out the fire like with their yeah. bodies, like they <laughs> smothered the fire. And so there was this thing that was called a hopper dozer, and it's this big like metal like scraper thing and it was covered with coal tar and it like scraped all the locusts like it would like like scrap them up um and it worked like it worked fine but just in terms of sheer volume it just didn't make a dent and there's also this this like suction based machine that was horse operated and and it just you know it it only worked on flat ground and it's the same thing as before. It just there's just nothing you can really Yeah, do I love all that. like the contraption like the, the gizmos people come up with cuz yeah. it feels it feels like it should be in a comedy movie making fun of the era. You know, it's like, with my vacuum machine, I've attached this horse. There's like a steam pump coming off the back of it or something. And like would yeah. comedically suck in the inventor or something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a lot of, because um, like, uh, it was, there was kind of a push also by some entomologists to, to get people to try and eat them to encourage yeah. some entomophagy. And because apparently they tasted pretty good, and apparently, um, mm. you know, because there's a lot of uh, there's also there's a lot of different like cultures and places in the world where where grasshoppers and locusts are like a yeah. thing that are that are consumed. What is it's a like, grasshopper? But not a shrimp yeah. that flies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean there are arthropods, and like you know, I mean obviously, um, you know, for for us here in in America, uh, you know, we don't think of them, but it's 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 a, it's not a, an uncommon thing. And grasshoppers are a pretty good contender because they're very big and meaty. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of places in the world where grasshoppers uh, and locusts and stuff are eaten. 
And so there was kind of a push to sort of get people to uh, to try that. Um, There's like recipe books and stuff. And apparently they tasted pretty good. They had kind of like a nutty flavor. Um, but that endeavor just failed because people just were so, they're just too disgusted by them. And like, like the obvious effect of this whole swarm is that there was a lot of starvation. Like, I think the statistic was only one in 10 families had the proper food to actually last the winter. And a ton of people just chucked in the towel and went back east. Like Kansas, Kansas lost a third of its population because people had just immigrated out and everything they had was shredded. And they were just like, well, this is, I'm going home. And they, they just left. And there were a ton of starvation deaths. The, the desperate had to scavenge for buffalo bones to, to survive. That's also kind of where, like the you can eat insects were going. People had nothing to eat. And someone was like, but wait, like a, a food source is right in front of you. And I imagine they were stared at with like daggers. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And, and then after that, there was some like after the swarm, the farmers kind of lucked out because all these uh, larvae, all these grasshoppers laid their eggs kind of as they were going. So there was this massive egg laying. But then the next year, there was an early spring, I think, or a frost killed a lot of the eggs which helped out. And then states would put out like bounties for grasshoppers or grasshopper eggs. In Nebraska, they passed a grasshopper act that actually it mandated able-bodied men between ages 16 and 60 to spend at least two days getting rid of locusts uh, or you'd be fine. Like they'd actually fine you if you didn't yeah. like, it's do so your service. How many of these episodes there's, there's like bounties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, 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 I feel like that's just like, it's like a weirdly common We always come thing. back to like the wanted poster, which is like dead yeah. or alive, you know, with yeah. the insect on front of it. Like at this, at this point you probably think, oh wow, this giant grasshopper, like, are they, can they still swarm? Are they going to swarm again? And I can tell you uh, for better or worse, that's never happening again because they're completely extinct. The yep, Rocky that's Mountain a big plot twist. Yeah. The largest swarm of any insect ever, the Rocky Mountain locust is dead and gone at this yep. point. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, the last specimen ever collected was from 1902. And after that, it has never been seen. Yeah, so it's um, it's kind of obviously, like, how could this possibly have happened? Um, and so you think, so there's a lot, there's several theories about how that, you know, why they're they're gone now after being in such just um, indomitably huge numbers. So the number one theory, basically, is that, so there's a big mining boom in the Rocky Mountains area. And it's a big increase in like farming and, and grazing for cattle, um, and this basically just demolished their their homeland because like as we said they lay the, their eggs in the in the soil and like the sandy soil like you know, um, and they just that that environment was just basically uh, eliminated, um, mm -hmm. you know through development and like farm production yeah. mining and, and stuff like that. And you can think of the the homeland kind of like uh, the monarchs overwintering ground like. Yeah. They they do this big. They can have these big migratory events, but at the end of the day, the source population comes from this this sort of smaller homeland. Like there are bazillions of there there are a ton of monarchs across the country. But if you took a chainsaw and hacked down their forest, then this indomitable insect would all be dead. Yeah, and that's uh, so yeah. Like it's just kind of like it's like you know it's like in a, in a movie when they take out like the mothership and all the little minions. You know, like that's yeah, kind yeah. of that's, that's what it is. Um, and so it's kind of also thought that, like, there's smaller populations in kind of, like, these habitat patches that matched, you know, their their home base. Um, so it's kind of thought that some of the smaller ones would just kind of go extinct because of, like, flooding and, and like, a later winter and stuff. But um, then they would kind of be, like, recolonized. So there's kind of, like, this, it's called, it was considered, like, like a meta community. 
the meta population was kind of ready to handle these local extinctions. Like one population goes down, but then another one would recolonize the spot. But then it hit a point where the habitat destruction hit a critical threshold where the populations were fractured enough that the meta population, the other population patches couldn't recolonize each other when there was a Mm -hmm. local extinction or a forced extinction. And then the, it kind of, the general population collapsed and there was no way to kind of like move genetic diversity recover yeah. when a patch collapsed like if your patch collapses there's nowhere to go and it just kind of got cut off from the main sources and snuffed out there's also um kind of a debate about if they actually were their own species or if it was just like you know like like we mentioned it's the locusts are migratory um mm-hmm. like versions of grasshoppers so people kind of for a while were debating if they actually were their own species or not um that actually was kind of put to rest because the genetic evidence was actually able to prove that they are their own species but that was kind yeah. of a you know uh entomologists like to debate that kind of thing so <laughs> And there, there's some kind of interesting concepts regarding to like the a possible recovery of the population, because the extinction was obviously premature. It was very human med, human mediated extinction, and so there's, there's this whole concept called Pliocene rewilding, which I learned about, and that's the idea that like the natural Pliocene state of the America would be restored, like before like, human interaction, because like, a lot of the megafauna, I guess, was kind of pushed out by humans moving in, like even like. It's not even like like European settlers killing everything, but like even when humans came over from the land bridge, they kind of pushed out a lot of species. And the the thought is that like, what if you could restore America to its quote unquote like natural state uh, before people kind of mess it up? And the the thought behind this, I guess, in some cases involves bringing in like megafauna analogies to fill the void, like elephants and such, kind of like where where it's missing here, we take it from where it exists. And it's it's just I'm probably not doing it justice, but it's this interesting kind of like yeah, it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean, locusts I've never heard are, of it before. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it's. I think I heard of it a long time ago. But it's fascinating. And locusts are actually kind of classified as, at least like to some degree, I think they're thought of as a megafauna, at least in the swarming state. Because how could it not be? That's this gigantic, almost like super organism moving through. Like restoration of the population could be possible through like an an existing locust because there are. Uh, grasshoppers in America that do have a sort of like locust-like swarming state, and like if they kind of evolve to fill in the niche left over by the locusts, or they could do this sort of European analogous species thing, like take take a species from the Mediterranean or whatever, or you could just fully Jurassic Park it from the, yeah. the from the specimens and try and like genetically create this this new locust. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, oh my god! Speaking of, no, I can't talk about that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> just seen, thinking that. <laughs> uh, have you seen Jurassic World Dominion? Um, if you haven't seen it, don't. That movie is complete trash. But um, it's well, basically that movie's not about dinosaurs; it's about locusts, and it's like mm. awful. <laughs> it's such a yeah. Bad Honestly, movie. we should do an episode <laughs> about sucks. like. We should do an episode yeah. about the locusts in the Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> yeah, I'd be mean, honest. I don't even really like. It's not like offensively okay. It's like a very bad movie, but it's not like like the worst movie in the world or anything. But that movie just it just like pissed me off so much on yeah. every level. <laughs> it, not not uh, that that was definitely helped by the fact that there was like a bug subplot because um, yeah. Whenever you bring up it, a yeah. bug subplot, it's like like near an entomologist, but like your head like turns like yeah. that girl in the, yeah. the, the Exorcist. You know, it's like yeah. Oh, what, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should do a movie review. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And you see, like, 
this person is not is wearing open toed shoes in the laboratory and even in a high school. Why scorer, is that so common? <laughs> that is such a common thing in movies that you see people walking around in labs with their like they have their hair down, they're wearing like shorts or in like short sleeves. Or or the, the like, labs always like shoes. behind the the labs always behind this big glass wall in like a semi public yeah. area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like and there's there's just some random robot arm sitting in there mm-hmm. in the middle of like what are you what are you using a robot arm for? Yeah. Also, I think it's really funny. Okay, we can cut this out. <laughs> but like, I think it's really funny how in that movie, like their solution to killing the insects was to like, like incinerate them. Yeah. Like, like that's not how you euthanize. Like that's not how you euthanize anything. That is. It's like the worst illogical. possible way. Just yeah, like, like immolation they didn't even lower the temperature. Like they they took yeah. the temperature in the wrong direction. Yeah, like that. It's oh whatever. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, where were we? <laughs> I got distracted but, by that. Yeah, and, yeah. But if the whole like Jurassic Park and Locust thing doesn't come through, there are thought like droughts that are caused by global warming are actually that is a sort of favorable condition for locust swarm. So in the future we may see one. Like I, I don't know enough to say if this is feasible or not, but like the California areas and the, the West Coast areas, maybe one of those droughts they get might kind of push a regularly not swarming locust not swarming grasshopper into actually swarming again which would be interesting and it would truly add to the just nightmare of ecological disasters pounding california yeah 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 Yeah, poor california shout out to california like the rain like like the rain of terror of the rocky mountain locust this this too has come to an end yeah and it will never come back yeah (laughs) yeah this this episode is now extinct. Alright, well, yeah, well, thanks for tuning in to our latest episode of Insect You. Make sure you follow us uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, and uh, you can check us out on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or we have a TikTok as well. Oh, yeah, we have a TikTok, that's right. Uh, making some mm-hmm. banger TikToks. Always. Getting a lot of likes on them, you know. Well, uh, 100 million, setting trends. 100 million thousand. Yeah. It's, it's just me on the app now. I, everyone else quit because they know they, they yeah, couldn't, everyone, yeah. they like, couldn't hold a candle. All the other no more no more thirst traps. Yeah, no it's more, all gone. No more trends. It's just it's just you. Just it's just just, just bug videos. Yeah. Just, just insect, insect videos. Yeah. We should we should make our we should make our own app like the Jeremy Renner app. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. We should. <laughs> yeah, but anyone just, anyone who sets their name to Insect View on Facebook can post on it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next See you in the next episode. Thank you.